Hi, gang. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? All good. Just good to see you two. Always lovely to see you both. <laughs> right, show two. Uh, 2020 wasn't all that bad. Uh, I mean, it wasn't ideal, but there were still so many good things that came out of 2020. Uh, there was some amazing goals, amazing highlights from the hockey world. And okay, we didn't get all the hockey in that we wanted to, but we still got some amazing bits in there. Uh, so tonight's show, we're going to talk about uh, our favourite moments of 2020, uh, some underrated players of 2020 um, from the Premier League, both in the men's and the women's game. And then we're going to recap uh, what's gone on in 101 week because it has been a mad week for Sport 101. Uh, so that's today's show. Uh, first off, Tess, uh, I want you to just talk about your favourite moments of 2020. Yeah, so quite difficult because I, I, I thought about what 2020 was like pre-corona, post-corona, down one and two. And so when you divide up the year like that, you're you're like, was March really 2020? But it definitely was. So my um, well, some of my highlights were from pre-corona were definitely sort of the the New Zealand GB Pro League games, being able to go out uh, to Auckland. Uh, on a personal note, I got to visit some of my family that I'd never seen before in New Zealand in Auckland. So that was pretty cool. And the games, obviously, going out there and, and winning their home turf. Um, but domestically, um, again, it's March. But um, for me, my highlight was... The last game of the season, exactly pretty much the day before lockdown was announced, um, e.g. East Grinstead versus Surbiton in the historic victory for e.g. And I know I know people probably like the classic she's talking about e.g. as her highlight, but um, uh, definitely this game and this specific moment, um, just describing it for you, win the ball in the press, play it through to my teammate Gilly, who she plays it, Cross the goal to Sophie, um, who plays it um, across the goal for a for a diving um, deflection by Katsuyawa, um International that she she came across um, from Czech Republic. So um, pretty epic game. It, it finished six one, um, but this was the the goal to go three one up mm-hmm. and sort of seal and um, make Serbian a bit nervy, I guess. So this is the goal. Right, let's play. Here we go. Love that commitment for the dive. So good. Just gorgeous. And the the, the, the um, celebrations, obviously, pre-corona. Um, <laughs> that one meant a lot. Do you know, because we had such, we were building such momentum. It was such a gritty game. That was in, I think, like the 45th, 50th minute. So it was one all and then two one um, at half time, and it was uh, as much their game as our game. And it was this this um, counter attack from the press, just showing that like you can score from from pressing. Um, I know as a forward, I'm like, why? Are we? <laughs> like I get a bit bored pressing, but um, it can turn into goals. So um, yeah, and what that game represented, sort of as the, our last raw. I can I, I remember. Um, being in the huddle before the game and um, Sophia, Bray, the captain, sort of said, look, we don't know when the next time we're going to play hockey, so we might as well just go out and give it our all. Um, and I think that's probably why it sticks in my mind so much. 
Um, and when we came back this season, we kind of kept that feeling that we had right at the end um, mm. started um, this season with that. So that's that's my highlight. That's a really very cool highlight. And uh, yeah, I love it. I love being in games where you have that tipping point, where there's that one goal, that one moment, like at a really crucial time and you get it right. And then that you go on to yeah. smash the rest of the game. It's such and a I, cool feeling. I think it was the decision to pass from Sophie to for, for all of us to pass. Um you carrying and you have the option to eliminate or or you choose the to find your teammate. And I think in every moment of that clip we choose to find each other. And I kind of think that's probably um why that goal happened. Yeah, it's, it's been replayed a lot. It was significant that it was um against Serban, who sort of set the standard in the division for so long. Did it feel like a, a big moment for you as a squad? Was, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's always, it's, it's this, um, been this thing, EG versus Serbiton. It is like the local derby um, for us. And we've always been pushing to compete against them. And I think that moment kind of showed us that the kind of hockey that we want to play, which is counter-attack, which is... Um, good build-up play of um you know like 2v1 principles things like team play that's how we want to play and we can do it to beat teams like Surbiton and it's definitely translated into this year because we go into matches um thinking that we um we can just play our game if that makes sense you had a really good streak of wins up until that game as well didn't you and you've been like 11 on the bounce under like yeah, we uh, don't want to talk about it too much, but because um, we just can't can't go on about it too much. But um, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> um, we we didn't have a great start to the to to twenty nineteen twenty season. We had four games which were either draws or losses, and um, since yeah, since then we've uh, maintained. Um, yeah, it's I think it's sort of. A mentality thing, definitely. We 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 scraped we scraped draw, draws and things um, o- over the season when we needed to, um, and that's really important for us mentally as a squad. Yeah. Nice. Gibbo, go on then. What's your uh, highlight of the year? Uh, actually, all my stuff comes in the same week as what Tess referred to. So there have been more than pre. There are some post-COVID highlights, but this one is the week pre. So that the post-COVID stuff that was good would be just pre-season this year. felt pretty significant, like actually happening and back on a pitch after a very long period of time, not been able to do that. So uh, this, this pre-season just gone is probably the most I've enjoyed coaching one because it was just felt incredibly significant to get a group together and do something you've not been able to do for such a long time. Um well, felt such a long time. I appreciate lockdown version one was like just the length of the off season, but it felt three times the length. So, not just, so long. Yeah, but like actually pre season this year was like was mega enjoyable. So, um, that was pretty significant. But the the stuff I've picked and the clip I sent you all happened in the same week. So you asked me to pick the goal that I thought was probably the best one I saw last last year. That came in a defeat to Durham, which. Um, Tess is completely over. So Durham beat Loughborough um, to go to what would have been Bucks final. Loughborough went one up. So the goal that you'll show that I sent you is Liv Hamilton scoring arguably the best goal she'll ever score. It's outstanding. It's banger. Uh, I don't sure she'll mind me saying that. Actually, I shouldn't say that. She scores them regularly in training, but to get that one in a game on camera, I'm sure she's pretty happy. 
Um, and then later in that week, uh, I actually wasn't there for that game. Uh, I was uh, on holiday, but it was a stag do. Um, but that was a good, day, a good one to review. But then that's that weekend, we had to, well, in the end, we didn't have to, but we went into a game against Holcombe with Loughborough, having been knocked out of books, thinking we don't know what's going to happen after 70 minutes. If we lose it, we certainly bring in ninth place into uh, reckoning, provided Birmingham didn't win. And sort of something that we could go into ninth place. And if we got a point, I think we were guaranteed we wouldn't go to ninth place. And if we won, we could come as high as sixth. So we're going to that game with a bit of pressure uh, and disappointed with the Wednesday. And actually, I thought the, the the ladies played really well. We were outstanding that day against Holcombe. Um, some hairy moments, but very mature performance. Kind of felt like we boxed off the season, like breathed a sigh of relief. First year in the Premier League, we felt a bit more belonging after that point, I think. And then the day after, um, travelled across the Pennines to... I'd, I'd done a little bit of support coaching for Brooklyn's last season, uh, just helping out Gamma when he had dates with EDP that he couldn't make. And the boys needed a, a result against EG and they got it, they won 2-1. And then the day after National, that was like, that week is, oh, well, this COVID thing's real. So yeah. uh, there was no more hockey the next weekend. So that last weekend before lockdown one <clears throat> was... Actually, quite could have been a lot worse, and mm-hmm. it could have been a lot of um, feeling sorry for yourself had those things not gone gone well. But yeah, two very good performances and significant results from uh, groups that are pretty close to my heart. So yeah, that was probably the highlight. Love that. And let, right, let's have a look at this goal. So I hope she's watching. <laughs> That's such a throwback, Maiden Castle. Mm, there she goes, picks it up. Oh, 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 wow. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is my initial reaction. Crikey. I've actually yeah. haven't, haven't seen that before. Right, you need to see that again. That is a screamer. Yeah, I need to get on the phone to her and ask her to show me how she did that. Hmm. Yeah, absolute screamer. The crowd go I love that your fullback's running back to high five Miriam. She's <laughs> sprinting back. Yeah, I, I only put in the shuttle there to go and see men, which is great. Pre COVID celebrations are different, aren't they? Oh, totally different. Stick and it's when you were talking about it. Yeah. I mean, imagine just having to do a stick tap and an air high five after that. Get around. <laughs> <It's sad>. yeah. <laughs> Crikey. Do you, think, do you think she was aiming low? Or was she... No, 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 Hollywood. Um, which actually, she probably complained that she doesn't get to do that much this year because she played screen all last year and we'll get forward a bit from there, but she's playing halfback now and she'd say, well, I don't get the chance top day anymore, do I? She'd probably say that, Liz. <laughs> she'd probably find a way to complain about it. <laughs> right, it's a great goal. And she actually, she puts them in from all angles in like small-sided games. Like we'll, oh. still, we'll take it on from the baseline, we'll cut to a backhand and yeah, she's pretty ambitious in front of goal. So... Yeah, she's a good, good player. Small-sided games, beautiful for those goal-scoring teams. Mm. I'm literally advocating for like a 5v5 game. Yeah. Double D. Hockey fives. Hockey fives, yeah. Mike will know more, but there's going to be more 5 v 5 rolled out, is the mic? Uh, I think watch this space. I think there's going to be... Uh, I think it's definitely going to be something which is going to be in addition to uh, in the calendar. Um I don't think it'll ever replace um, the beloved game. 
that is 11 aside. But I think, yeah, I think there's a space for it. I think some people completely disagree and we all know people that have pretty strong opinions either way. Um, yeah, just don't agree about it because then you'll start something. <laughs> Stay off Twitter. Maybe, maybe more <laughs> I think we should start the rumour because I'm very keen for it. A social five-a-side hockey league. A social league, yeah, that's good. That would be cool. Well, Initially social, and then you and then you choose your diamonds. You, you choose your five, and then yeah, a diamond or a oh diamond. my gosh, we could call it that diamond. I oh, know, is that yeah a dice? We just need two more tests. Michael going goal, I'll stand at the back. You can score the goal. Just need a couple of runs. <laughs> <laughs> a one-on-one team. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I tell you what, challenge out there for anybody who wants to take on a, a select one-on-one five <laughs> team. It'd be pretty you know good. Then you could have like companies um like put up five side teams. That'd be pretty cool. Like touch rugby do in the summer. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, they're onto something here. Here we go. Right. Watch this face. This is gonna happen. Might um, go in a one team for Southgate Six or something like that. Hmm. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> go on, Mike. Um, what are your highlights? Uh I think for me, the fact that it, the feeling that people got when they managed to get back on the pitch after lockdown one, uh, like was just unbelievable. And the amount of seeing the amount, what the amount of hard work people had to go through and then the, how people felt the other side. I think that's, that's a huge highlight for me. Um, Marlo would, and loads of other clubs, but you know, Marlo have, uh, were doing so much free hockey post lockdown. So just seeing, friends, family, everyone just on the turf playing. That was just, like you say, that even though that was off-season, that first lockdown, it felt so heavy. And then to come out the other side and just to see everyone on the turf was just awesome. It was such a, that that was a huge highlight for me. Um, I think everyone sort of remembers that first moment on the pitch, don't they? Yeah. It was huge. Um, and then my... Uh, my highlight actually was seeing Ollie Payne get his debut. Um, I think having known Ollie now for oh, four years or so now, uh, and been fortunate enough to to spend a little bit of time with him um, when he was in the England 18s, just such a top lad. Um, fully deserves all his accolades and more. Um, and I think, you know, his cap's earlier this year are going to be the first of many. Um, so, yeah, I think... All the way through, here's a chance. Oh, oh, and the shot, and the shot, and the shot, and the shot. I think just looking through some of these saves that he's had was just phenomenal. You know, this is his debut against arguably one of the best teams in the world. And he's looked so comfortable. That's a phenomenal save. That's hit as well. Oh, I mean, those saves in his debut, he looked like he's been there forever. Um, and I think he's just, he's got the, he's, for me, he's got it in terms of. He works really hard. He wants to be the best that he can be, but he also has that humility about it, and he he just wants to enjoy the ride. And it, but he'll do everything that he needs to do to not miss his window. And I think 
fair play, massive credit to him. Um, he works incredibly hard, incredibly humble guy. And I think seeing seeing him get those first caps was just really cool and really special. And he's had a, he's had a really, really good league season as well in the Prem. Yeah. Um, debut season in the Prem. And I think he's done done bits. So, yeah. Ollie Payne is my highlight. Bit of goalie loving for that. Him, him, yeah, himself. He, he is, he is. He the, is my highlight. <laughs> I didn't get to watch those games live, but I, uh, I was, I think I don't, I can't remember what I was doing, but my brother texted me and he said, is that Ollie Payne in goal for GB? And I said, yeah, I believe it would be tonight. And he said, he's just saved one from Jerome Hertzberger from the top. And then he went, okay. And he went, so I scored against him two years ago. That means I now flick a better ball than Drone Hurt. I'm not sure that's how it works, Matt. But the Donny game two years ago, GB, Holland now. I'm not sure that's how it But he was like, I think that is that confirmed. Or, <laughs> so, I, yeah, I remember him um, at Bucks final when, when Durham won the Bucks final. For, I mean, it had been, it'd been years since they had done that, the men's team. And um, he he pulled out incredible saves, um, and then it went to shootouts or flicks, and he saved them. And uh, that must have been like three years ago in his in his first year. Mm-hmm. And just watching him then, and him getting all these different accolades, you sort of it's starting to make sense now. Watching him play there, like why why his journey's been as such. Yeah, and you know that was a, that was a pretty cool Durham group. Um, Shout out to another Sport 101 family member in there, Jack Turner. Absolute legend playing for that team. Um, and proud Borlasian. Not that I'm biased at all towards Borlase players, but, you know, he's a class act. Um, and oh, hopefully- yeah. I mean, as a first year at Durham, I would go down to watch the men's teams just to try and learn off those players because you've got uh, Rich Patterson, um, uh, you got Turner and Jack Waller, Reese Smith, all in that, that age. And I was Not literally hard, sitting. No. Everyone else was like cheering, go, go Durham. And I was like, okay, so how has Jack just like got out of that <laughs> tight, tight situation? And how is Waller fullback, but now he's in the D? I was a, uh, it's brilliant. Such That's a good great. team. Very good. Um, right then, moving on in the show. Uh, Underrated players. I think it's really easy when you're watching the Prem or whatever to talk about your current senior internationals. And I think for for me, there are so many players that sit under the radar. Um, and as we were talking, actual whole teams. Um, and so, yeah, let's let's shed some light on these guys. So, uh, Gibbo, who's your, who are your underrated players of 2020? Yeah, so you've asked me to do the men's prem test, ladies, and you're going to take an overview. Is that right, Mike? Yeah, something like that. All right, so notwithstanding uh, senior internationals, which uh, is, tr- is tricky because they get all the, a lot of, rightly so, get a lot of, lot, lot of plaudits, a lot of interest. I've gone for three players for very kind of different reasons. So the first one I'll go for would have played most of his prem career alongside a fair amount of internationals, but actually looked like he was on that level himself a lot of the time. So it's an EG player. He doesn't know. I don't know him. And he probably won't know he's getting a shout-out. But whenever I've been with Brooklyn's and done any footage and watched Prem, I always thought he's someone that very calm on the ball, finds solutions, very good in tight areas, um, 
gets on the ball an awful lot, and that's Dominic Bowden. I thought he was very good and influential for EG and has been for a number of years. So he'd have played with a number of internationals and the sides that EG had had down the years and always been around that, but still a very good player now. I think he's mm-hmm. got a lot to bring to the table. Second one, again, never spoke to him, but Exeter is a new Premier League side as pretty much well. I think they are entirely student side. Um their captain, I believe, is Duncan Scott, and he's someone that has done, I know he's done EDP and he's been around the 21 stuff, but if you watch them play, and actually that game, I think it was the, the Georgians game that they played, he was very influential in that, gets on the ball an awful lot, mm-hmm. and does make them tick and can pop up with a number of a number of different sort of roles. They can, you know, outlet in a, in a, in a backline shape and drop in and make up a, a back unit, or he can find himself getting ahead, getting through, scoring and creating, so he's a, he's a very good player in that team. So all I've seen of Exeter, I'd say he's always stood out and been really impressive. Yeah, I remember with him as well because he he had um, he had concussion for sev- several. Yeah, I was I don't know the story with it. He plays in yeah. strong, it's easy to spot, but I didn't know the story with the head injury. But yeah, it's easy to pick him up on a pitch because of that. But was he out for a long time with a concussion? Yeah, he was out for a long time, missed a lot of under twenty one stuff, but came back and yeah, dominated the prem. Yeah, he's a really good player. He could play, as you say, we're getting most sides in that league. He's got the most beautiful style. It's so, like, body fake and smooth. It's not, like, erratic. Everything's in control. It's all, like, little fakes, little moves, and it's just delightful to watch. I mean, I don't know about the lad. I the guy who's played 21s is an underrated player. But I guess it's because Exeter are only their second year in the Prem or whatever. It's maybe you say they fly under the radar, but he definitely is very influential for them. Um, and I've never really seen put foot wrong for them. So, yeah, he, he'd be high on the list. And then the last one, this is where it actually got really hard because I was intent to put a Brooklyn's player in, but it's kind of which one do you go for without <laughs> saying people. And like to an extent, they are all underrated because you don't typically get senior internationals in that group. But very hard to ignore Dave Flanagan's goals for, I don't know, the last eight years, however long they've been there. Scores... All kinds of goals apart from shorts because he traps for his brother generally, but he will score a high number of field goals, take strokes, and he doesn't just score, he creates, wins corners, brings an awful lot to that team. He's tactically really good, so gets a lot of, um, does a lot of unselfish work pressing and leading. He's a very good all-round player and, again, hugely influential in that side. So, tough. that was a tough one, picking one Brooklyn's player, but Dave pips it. No, we'll mention Shut up your team sheet, do you? Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The whole team could have been in. <laughs> they are, to an extent, all are underrated, aren't they? Yeah. And what, you know, and actually, I'll tell you what, let's go into that now. I think they shouldn't be underrated, but I think um, Buckingham ladies, as a, a unit, you know, they haven't got your you know, your flat, your standout marquee players, but I think they just get it right as a team. And I think, you know, to be, I think since they came back up into the Prem, they've always been top four. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. They've always been top four in the Prem. They've always, and they've obviously won the indoor. Mm. Um with no superstars, like they're just a really well-built team that incredibly hard. Have people like you know Abby Brandt, world's top goal scorer in the Premier League. You've got obviously Shipley, who's gonna you know is always gonna bang in goals 
pretty regularly and Beer Stalwart at the back. Uh, Ella Jackson has been keep has been keeper there for a long time. Welsh international. Um, you've now got Nicole Marks there in goals. They've got a good goalkeeper. Sure. Max obviously a class coach. Um, and so there's a lot of good things going for Buckingham as a small club because they are a really small club. I think their men's ones play <sighs> Buckingham Div 3 or something. <laughs> you know, it's a pretty low division. Um, but actually, the rest, you know, that ladies' side is is a proper team. They're galvanised together. Um, so I think I've classed them as underrated, but they shouldn't be underrated. They should be feared because <laughs> they're yeah. just not to play. They're, they're a very physical team. And they, you're right, they get their team structures well. Um, so they actually play some um, some like nice hockey structure-wise. Um, yeah, they're, they're hard to play against. We we drew to them earlier in the season, uh, one all, and that's a game that we went into thing like quite confidently. But um, they're they're hard, especially playing away at their their home pitch um, in Stowe School. You, you you drive in and you think, oh, this is going to be gorgeous, like amazing facilities, so School surely, and then <laughs> you turn up and it's yeah less it's less. The nicest place in the world until you fall down the Astro. Stowe is like driving through uh, Middle Earth and Narnia or whatever. It's like so statues <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, it's the nicest sort of views on the way in facility. It does blow you away a little bit, but then the pitch is very sandy. To be fair, the five and mile drive or whatever. Thought the analysis, the, the the tower behind. Like, I don't feel for the guy that goes up there because it's very low and he's not got any protection. It's yeah. like a, or a save, and you are in the firing line. So I've always thought you've got life in your hands up there a little bit. And facing into the sun. Yeah. So not only are you staring into the sun like this, you've also got the reflex of a cat up there. Yeah, it's a tough place. I I remember being blinded going one way, definitely. (laughs) No idea. But agreed, Um, they are a really good side. And I'm glad you said they are physical uh, tests because I felt the same when we played them. So I don't, obviously I'm coaching and watching. I thought, this looks like it's been played like right on the edge of what's acceptable before an umpire gets interested. But coming off, I think they thought the same of us, which is quite a nice place to be. Mm. Like it was played at a good tempo, but nothing that I don't think went too far. But yeah, I, I'm glad you thought they were physical because I looked and thought that's probably a lot, of, a lot of stuff. And we were there as well, but right on the edge of where you could have got interested from an umpire perspective. But I don't mind that. I think that's a good place to be. Um, and I think then carrying on in terms of underrated players, you know, I think Ben Albury for OGs, I think is just a class player who is such a utility player as well. You know, he's got unbelievable hands. He's got a really good engine on him. Halfback, midfield, screen, fullback, like anywhere. And he's just going to cause damage. Um, and he's just such a class player. And then my last one, is an absolute legend in Laura Myers, um, who's just love that girl a bit. She's such a hero and like just makes such a difference. Um, yeah, and I think we've got a comment saying, Yeah, Buckingham is an underrated star. Um, so yeah, is it? <laughs> no, it's actually from uh, uh, Ian, who is a Marlowe parent, so yeah. Good to see you, Ian. Um, so, yeah, I think for me that whole, um, I think Laura Myers is just an absolute legend. Uh, 
having known her for years, she is someone who works hard, who is always the sunshine in a team. <laughs> Just that is is eternal happiness. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, she joined she joined EG this this season and has been so vital for us in so many games, keeping us um, keeping us in matches and producing extraordinary saves that she's won man of the match multiple times yeah. um, and even in training like we have a bit of banter around um who's like who's going to save or who's going to score and I remember this this was one time I in training I um slid to dive and like she um the ball just like lobbed over over her like quite quite lucky and then um literally two minutes later she I'm, I'm on the ball and she comes in and she's just like slide tackles me legally legally like completely and um and I'm just like lying on the floor and she's like that's for before <laughs> that's it so she, she's got that it's like under uh underestimated competitiveness inside her like she, she's so casual and then she'll just come out with with all this that's all awesome. the question test is does she still have a look for pads those oboe ones with the logo on yeah no, no. oh she's still wearing them i think so Amazing. I, well, I don't know she wears red pads red and oh, red and blue yeah. i'm pretty sure she had some ones like the ones miriam has now with the love for crest on them oh yeah miriam yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i know those uh georgie q also a 101 legend you can't not be happy around myers yeah, literally. Very true. Very true. <laughs> she uh, um, she when she first joined um, EG, she came down for one of the like junior coaching sessions, and she came up to me afterwards and she was like, "Is it weird that I'm friends with the under fourteen girls team, but I haven't met the first team yet?" <laughs> and I was like, "No, no, no! You're just you're, you're just fine. chill. It's been you. <laughs> you'll, you'll merge. It'll be fine." Yeah, and. You know, I think having, you know, I had Myers in goal when I was uh, with Reading in the women's prem. It's just phenomenal indoors. Absolutely phenomenal. Came in as a guest and just, you know, kept us in game, won us games. You know, the following year she went to Holcomb and played indoor for them. Uh, didn't they Did they win that year or they got to the final potentially mm. the following year? Um, so, yeah. Phenomenal keeper, and yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, unless you know it, you, you know, she'll be underrated. But anybody who knows Myers knows how amazing she is. Um, yeah, so that is my underrated stars for 2020. Uh, Tess, go on then. Who are your underrated? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick two actually. Um, so my first is a shout out to Robin Collins um, at Surbiton at the back. Okay. I remember I, I hadn't come across her because I hadn't played in the Prem until a couple of years ago. Um, and um, the yeah, the first time I played against Surbiton, um, I was like, who is this player? Like she was she was playing um, as the fullback uh, next door to Giselle. So um, I was like. Crikey, she's got a, she's got a huge aerial. She can drag flick. She's so good, um, like her reach. And then I found out that she plays for Scotland. But every time I play them, um, you have to watch out for her um, distribution skills, leadership at the back. Especially, I think this year where Serverton have got they had a, a big intake of players um, in terms like Alice Will, Steph Elliott. Um, 
multiple um, others like Lottie Ross came back from university, so Eloise Stenner, and um, so they were they had like a, a team that kind of needed to be brought together. And I think from at, at the back, she's done an incredible job there. Um, also has a slider, which is annoying because yeah. as, a, as a forward, you're pressing, and then the ball goes like past your left foot. Um, so she's she's my first. She's my first. Um, and my second is also a defender, shockingly, I know. Um, but uh, it's Freya Bull. And Freya's actually a great friend of mine uh, and a fellow 101er, I believe. Um, and Bull yeah. Asian, yes. And the reason why I chose Freya is because I think, um, you know. <laughs> Gibbo, please. Sorry. It's <laughs> laughing at Gibbo. Trying to be serious here, Gibbo. <laughs> it's just Bull. It's all the in crowd, isn't it? <laughs> no, um, this is these are my reasons. You know, it's a southern setup. I'm kidding. Go on. She'll do an EG after this as well. So yeah, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. No, um, Freya. No, the reason is because like people at the back don't tend to. I mean, this is quite a generalization, but don't tend to have a lot of speed. But Freya is a halfback um, who can beat anyone in the 10 meter 20 meter sprints so putting her um it's like you would have a lily owsley on the on the wing that kind of um that kind of speed and i think she if she's able to you know you have a forward closing down she can just like run straight past them and create things she ends up in the d it's it's great it's a type of hockey that i think the edp um under 21s are learning to play which is sort of that give and go and not just like the one layer but we're talking halfback plays it to screen halfback's gone and halfback can replace the winger and that's the kind of hockey that, that I'd love to play um and so I think she's underrated um and hopefully will be rated and will um join the seniors soon um yeah I think she's brilliant but yeah, in other news, the entire EG team. Yeah, Gibbo, there you go. <laughs> You're not underrated. You're top of the prem. To be fair, there are a couple of players that are definitely, again, defenders in, in our team that I think are just brilliant. Um, Chloe Strong, um, definitely at the back. Um, noticeable because she always tapes her thigh with tape. I'm actually not sure what she's taping, but there's a significant portion of her thigh. Um, she can stop anyone getting getting to the D. <laughs> so that's my um, shout out for EG. There you go. <laughs> it's going to be a weekly thing. Are you just going to have a weekly Do you want me to do Durham as well? And then I'll go back to Cambridge City, shall I? And then I'm just going no, to leave right. around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically, just have three flags. Gibbo's going to get his get his northern flag out with Loughborough. Yes. Although Durham is further north. That is true. That is true. Um, right. Final thing. Um, just, I just want to give a shout out to everyone that's had a part to play in the 101 week um, last week and up to, well, Wednesday this week. Loads of new things going on with Sport 101. Um, working with Young Minds, uh, a charity for young people struggling with mental health issues. We've got a spy who are helping connect players into the American college, collegiate system. Future sports, all sort drag flipping clinics now, uh, and finally the academies. And for me, the not having the academies last year was really, really difficult personally because it's something. It would have been the sixth year, um, 
and it's always a part of the time of year which I look forward to most um and so for I'm so so excited to actually be launching not only the academies uh, that we had previously but a couple of new ones as well um and I just am so pleased to have so many amazing people involved so I just wanted to give a shout to anybody that's been involved whether that's uh Gibbo is going to be running the uh Doncaster Centre this year which so excited to have a centre up in the north um and then you know all the staff all the sponsors everything like that so I just wanted to finish off by giving a huge thank you and shout to everyone who's been involved because it's been a seriously cool week uh, but a lot of work that's gone on uh in the background pew yes it absolutely wasn't the same without the academies and the academy day um yeah cannot wait to get that back so yeah of the show there mike georgie pew interesting fact is a original yeah so he did first year four years as a player fifth year as a member of staff and it's just an absolute hero so we love georgie pew absolute legend um so that's it from me um anything else from you guys before we finish the show yeah, we're on next week, right? Yeah, we're on next week. Next week, we're looking forward to 2021. What's yeah, so we encourage people to get in touch with potential topics, things that we should pick up. Yeah, absolutely. Hit Sport 101. Hashtag 101 show. <laughs> Hashtag talking hockey. Very smooth. Very smooth, Gibbon. I've never done it before, so we're going to try it out. <laughs> Give it a couple of weeks to BBC. Have you used the hashtag before, Gibbo? Have I used the hashtag before? <laughs> uh, may have trended a couple of times myself, actually. Um, You've trended? Okay. So, like, in, in South Yorkshire, yeah. Do you run the Loughborough? Loughborough? Yeah, I know the Loughborough hashtags, yeah. LWOW, been one that I don't use. Go Loughborough Walk on Water, I've seen that one kicking about. Yeah, Definitely have a blue pitch. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was part of the design consultation, I believe, as well. When blue or green, well, obviously water because you walk on it. So, yeah, yeah I believe that's what we went for. Kidding. Get it. Uh, here we go. Next week must be tinsel and Christmas jumpers and hats. So, you know, it actually is Christmas jumper day, and I was like this close to suggesting it, but Ian will be in Christmas jumpers next week. I'll wear a Santa hat. Yes, love that. You heard it here first. Gibbo will be in again. <laughs> before we finish up? No, just incredible work, Mike. Sport 101 week. Uh, you thank everybody else, but you don't thank yourself probably. So big up, big up you. An incredible website. I'm very je- jealous of that. Um, I, I was just scrolling down and everything just seems to appear, which is lovely. <laughs> I know you probably worked hard to make sure that that was the case. I'm glad I got noticed. <laughs> really glad that they're going to Guys, thank you all very much. Thank you, everybody who is watching. And we will see you next week for Christmas jumpers and tinsel and Christmas hats. So thank you all very much. And we'll see you all next week. Bye, team.